Okay, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast of How to Become a Digital Nomad. I am your host, Rahim, and today I have with me a very special guest that I met in a co-working space. Uh, her name is Meza, and uh, I already told her that Meza in Egyptian means what? And uh, mm-hmm. so, hi, Meza, how are you? And welcome, and thank you for uh, giving us the time to... To participate hello. in this uh, podcast yes hello i'm excited <laughs> let's get this going <laughs> let's get going yeah we're very excited to have you and uh for starters t- tell me a little bit about yourself what's your name what do you do and uh, uh who are you basically such an intense question to begin yeah very with. Deep, who am very i <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I'm Maza. Um, I am originally from Australia, so I was born and raised in Australia. Um, and I've been traveling for the last, I'd say since like 2017, I've just kind of left Australia and I've just been traveling around, working online. Um, uh, right now I'm kind of, I, I started off as a graphic designer, uh, but I slowly like shifted into like a, product digital designer so I design now web and mobile applications and I coordinate with like uh, engineers and developers and uh, a product team and, and all these different people to to get um, products to life and out to customers and um, yeah so that's that's what I do full-time okay uh, so basically you create like create the design of the applications and the design of the websites. That's what you do. Yeah. So the interface, uh, user interface and uh, a double in user experience. So I'm self-taught there, but uh, my, my background is purely graphic design. So that's what I studied and yeah. And the, the part that you self-taught yourself, was that easy or was it difficult? Definitely difficult. I made a lot of expensive mistakes. <laughs> like, like um, well, thank God it wasn't my business. Um, but I think the business that I worked with at the time, they took the risk, you know. You know how startups are, like they, there are people around the business, we're very small, we all wear different hats and do different things. So I think they um, took a risk on me. They just threw the graphic designer in the role of a, product designer and just let me dabble in that space so like I said expensive mistakes were made because graphic design is not the same as product design there's a lot more uh thinking to say the least um, behind design decisions what's what's the difference between graphic design and product design I don't know so can you just like Mm. explain to me oh this is a tough one so graphic design well what I did was more like graphics like like banners or um, things that you just see on your mobile phones or on your your laptop like marketing collateral so like uh, ads yeah like ads or obviously selling something like a product whether that be like a digital or a physical product so that's what I did with graphic design, selling something. So it's like moving, pixel pushing things around on an artboard and just try it with the goal of selling something. Um, but with product design, it's slightly the same. The goal is still there. It's like your goal is to sell something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot more, uh, 
this is where user experience design comes into play, where there's a lot more of, uh, you have to think more of the psyche of uh, the uh, how customers behave with your product. So for example, um, you kind of have to manipulate their behaviors with your design decisions, if that makes sense. So if my goal is to get the, uh, a user to check out and purchase something, my design has to kind of funnel them down this kind of single journey to get them there. So my, that makes sense. So, there's, so there is a little bit of psychology behind the design sure. so it's not it's not just like designing yeah. something it's like you have to study what the, the clients are yeah. what is their uh, behavior how they will buy things and then basically once you have that you put that in mind while you are designing your stuff so it's a little bit more complicated i would assume yeah for sure and how how much time did it take you to study that hmm. i mean graphic design i, I studied uh, in a college in australia for i did a I did two and a half years and the last part I just I, I just wanted to start working so I, I sped up my course and I just wanted to get out there so two and a half is how long I spent and I think that's enough time like um I, I know a lot of people they always ask me like where's the best place to study and all that shit but I feel like I could have easily gone to a university and spent a lot of money on learning the the full-on history of design but I went to a really cheap college um, that taught me just like the basics and it was less about like writing essays and studying the history of the meaning of things and it was more like hands-on of like doing the work getting real briefs and and um, just designing real life projects Mm. uh, more hands-on and that's for the digital uh, that's for the graphic design yeah. Uh, what about what about the part, the other part, the 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 product design? Oh, so right. So product design, I dabbled like I had a full time job doing graphic design, so it was something that I did on the side and kind of during work. So I'd say um, for four years, four years I got myself to a, like where I knew nothing about product design to a semi senior position in. Uh, um, product design. So I'd say for four, five years, four to four five, five years, years where That's... I can conf- confidently label myself as a product designer lead. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a lot of a lot of time and a lot of work. Huh? It's uh, it's not. Uh, that, do you think? Do you think that there are ways to do it faster than how you did it, or or no? I mean, for someone, let's yeah, let, for let's, sure. let's let's imagine someone who has no idea about neither graphic designing or product design is there like since you've done it and is there like shortcuts in the way is there like uh, uh, some courses that you might think that are there's so many there's so many resources nowadays right like you can just open your laptop yeah too many yeah like what do you which one do you believe but like i'd say i lately i even now even though i'm a senior designer i still go on youtube and i watch tutorials it's like so many like expertise out there especially in the design field um that that just share free knowledge so i I definitely i would um set more time aside if i could go back and and maybe dedicate one or two hours a, a night just 
absorbing that the video resources or tutorials that are available online mm. and reading more books about design i mean there's lots out there too well do, do you recommend someone like like a youtube person that you're following or uh, or, or, Ooh, or yeah or a book uh, that you read is there anything that you would be happy to share yeah um there's one that i i read that I'm reading right now, uh, the design of everyday things. Okay. Is that it? The design of everyday things. Yeah, the design of everyday things by Don Norman. So okay. that's really about understanding the psyche behind um, design um, and what is good design. And it's not always about digital products, but it's also about in everyday things like a like a freaking cup, for example, like someone had to design how the handle sits, you know what I mean? Like, or a door, you know, not there, there can be bad design doors and like, it just needs to be, everything needs to be foolproof, like a, a, a really dumb person needs to be able to understand how it works in order to consider it good design um okay so that's a really fun book i mean even it would be fun even for an, someone that doesn't dabble in design it's all about just understanding the human mind and um, behaviors and um, what gets us going <laughs> okay and uh, uh, any any new channel youtube channel followers that you are uh, following somebody who has been giving you tips and stuff if they are I'm just thinking of someone uh, who is interested to do the same thing that you're doing. What, like, what could he start with, for example, something like that? Yeah, I'm just looking through my. There's this one guy that I follow. He's an Australian guy. His name's Misco. Misco, M I S C O. Yeah, let me find it for you. Do you edit your video? Sorry. Well, I think I'll have these to. Podcasts. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's <laughs> no, okay. Or, or, or um, I'll just, or, or I'll just maybe leave it like that, just for the, for the sake of uh, uh, naturality or nature to be just, like, <laughs> just authentic and 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 fun and real. But it's okay. I mean, oh, the the, the I whole idea. Find his name. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's send it to me even at the end, and I'll 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 send it yeah. to the guys. It's, it's it's no problem okay and and you've been traveling now for like for how many years now you've been like a digital nomad i'd say since 2017 is where i really left uh, okay. and i've just been floating around nice for the last 17 yeah and where are your clients here Mesa? Where, where do you find your clients uh what are my clients so i i think i i have different streams of getting clients um like i i learned very early on that i should never just have one stream of income because there's been times where i've relied only on one and it's fucked me up you know yeah, when yeah, i lost uh, it that's um, very that's very common with being a social nomad and traveling and stuff it's better it's much better to have like a few different sources of income because if no one stops yeah they'll have a backup plan Plan A, Plan B, Plan C. Exactly. Because otherwise, yes. if you have Plan A and Plan A stops working, then <laughs> game over. Yeah, it's a sad. Yeah, I, I've I've been there actually. Um, I went to actually I moved in 2017 out of Australia to the Philippines because I realized I could I was eligible to get a dual citizenship as a Filipino, so I applied for that. Um, and I started working in the Philippines. So it's a third world country, right? You'd think 
people would leave to go to a first world country, but I went the other way around where I went to a third world country to find work. (laughs) (laughs) So, but surprisingly there are jobs there. Like there really is. Um, And I, I, um, are we talking about my, a, are, are we talking about a nine to five job that you went to seek in Philippines or or was it something online? Uh, no, something online. Okay. So it's all it was all online and a little bit of a nine to five as well. Like I, so I, I still had my graphic design work that I brought with me from Australia. Like I would work online doing that nine to five Monday to Friday. But I also found other jobs out there in the Philippines so I took advantage of um, there's like a um, agency like a modeling agency that I I signed up with and I just did random jobs for them like I would do shoots or tv commercials or you you um, were a model online content creation yeah I did modeling in the Philippines oh nice okay Right, right. I mean, I never thought I would get into it, but there was money there. So I was like, let's do it. I want to I wanna get more money. Um, so that was another, my second stream of income. So I would design, do some modeling um, and content creation as well. So um, uh, like I would dabble in fashion and I would create content and then I would post it on Instagram and get paid for it and um, get freebies as well and then sell the freebies and lots of different ways of um, what what are freebies just like uh, can you explain the term freebies uh so like brands would reach out to me uh, after they've seen the content that I've created in the past and they would send me their products just so that I could market it and they would pay me a small uh, fee to to create such content but then i would keep the freebies and then i yeah okay and okay. at the and then end of a few months i would just like have a garage sale and sell everything nice so do you have lots of followers <laughs> on instagram or are you like what a, is that? do you have lots of followers on instagram are you like an influencer ah uh, so lame to say i i i did i would admit uh, in the last years I really enjoyed <laughs> yeah the influencer <laughs> lifestyle yeah but I think I've, I've dropped off I've, I've kind of lost interest it's not driving me the way that it used to I, I think I'm less now about the likes and the content and community and hmm. more about just chilling now <laughs> <laughs> chilling and enjoying just, life yeah just just enjoying okay but um and what are, what are your next plans? What are you planning to do? After you, you are here. We are in, uh, in Bali. What are you planning to do? Like you're staying, you're leaving, you're, uh, you're enjoying what you have. To be honest, I think uh, I don't really have a plan. I know that I want to keep working online and traveling and seeing more countries. Uh, I think my, my plan is really to continue traveling around Southeast Asia uh, and just bringing my work with me. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Try to. Um, okay. That's nice. really me. Yeah. That's good. So, mm-hmm. and uh, how, are you planning to stay? You're planning to stay uh, as a digital nomad. That's something uh, you are keeping on doing. Do you have any other streams of income? Like, yeah. uh, like you said now that you can work as a digital. Uh, as a digital uh, designer you can work as a product designer you can be a model and obviously like um, a social media influencer is there anything else that you're doing now mm. to, to earn your money or, or these are the things you're focusing on 
these are the only things like I am trying to get into the passive income realm where I now that I'm making all this money now I need to be more uh I'd say financially intelligent with what I do with this money you know because you, you can't just earn and let it sit in your bank I'm trying to dabble in investments now like so I know nothing about it so I'm not going to give any investment advice but I do know that's the route that I should be taking where I should uh, allow my money to grow and, and do its own thing so you're planning and, but as of and, right now, that's, and we're it. talking about uh, passive income uh, that's that's your that's your way in passive income so you're going to do basically investment or you're thinking of doing a course maybe or something like that or no a course what do you mean uh, i mean there is different ways of doing uh, passive income you can put investment in something like uh like whatever like uh, a building or a project or something or some other ways of doing passive okay. income would be to create a course yeah. and sell it online for example i mean someone like you you have a little bit mm. of, of of experience you can create a course on how to become uh, a social media influencer for yeah. example or create a course on how to become a digital uh, uh, designer or a product designer I mean, I'm sure throughout mm -hmm. the years you've been acquiring lots and lots and lots of uh, of knowledge, and you can mm -hmm. kind of put that down in a course and sell it and market it, and then that would be also part of your. I mean, I'm yeah. Doing, I'm, I, I uh, think I'm. Yeah, I'm doing that. So go go ahead. Yeah. So you think you're? I think I'm more of an old school. Um, like I, I want to, I'm slowly getting into uh, property investments. So just, I, I think it's the slowest way to invest money and grow your money. But I, I think, um, I think that's my yeah. tolerance. Like I, I, I can't, I can't, I, I don't, to. I'm scared to risk even more. Well, so you can, you can go, you can, all, you can go, always go into crypto. It's very, very safe and uh, <laughs> <laughs> super safe. <laughs> Yeah, one of them. I feel like yeah if you do get into crypto it's something that you need to constantly be on the ball like you need to be on switched on 24 7 and um yeah and which I don't have is. time for yeah, yeah it's 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 very true so so now that you've uh, now that you've been traveling for the last two years and are, are you regretting ever your decision to leave or you're happy with it would you go back if, no. if, if the if time comes and and the decision came again for you to either decide to leave home and become a digital nomad or to stay home mm. and pursue life there? What would you do now? I mean, I definitely do not regret traveling and seeing the world and, and traveling solo. But the only regret I can that comes to mind is like really leaving my family behind in Australia. You know, like I've been on the road now for what, four years and I only see my family through video calls and, you know, I, I, a part of me, like I feel bad for leaving my family behind, but it's like part of me is like, no, I need to, you know, live my life and, and grow and see the world at my pace. And I think that's, that's really the regret that i feel because you know you see your parents getting older and it, and it kills me you know because i want to be there and I, I miss a lot of milestones like friends getting engaged or weddings that i miss out on so this just being absent is yeah. is a yeah, that's guilt, uh, i would say it's the right feeling but 
it's it's a mix it's a mixed feeling i know exactly what you're talking about and i think that's something that all of all of us who have like uh, strong family ties and friendships back home mm. uh, suffer from that because it's like but you can't have everything at the end of the day it's either you yeah. have the experience or you stay there and it depends on your relationship with your country as well how how do you love it how do you want to stay there is it what you're enjoying or no but then at the end mm. of the day it is a tough question yes. it is a tough, tough decision to understand what if you're doing the right thing or if you're not doing the right thing what is it yeah and you have our ups you have our downs but like also on on the other hand being a digital nomad i think it's also like we're very lucky as well to have access to computers access to the internet that you can actually call them all the time to at least we see them and like a few years ago that mm-hmm. wouldn't have been possible so that's also like something very pos- positive that you can travel and you can actually in pass some time with them yeah of course it's not as quality and it's not as an amazing time that you would spend them you cannot touch them and hug them and and spend time with them and 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 see them and be with them but you still can connect in a much better way than it used to be okay so what what is a single advice you would offer to people who have who want to become digital nomads any any anything that you want to throw in I think it's really just getting your money right. Um, it's, I realized um, that you, yeah. Hmm. Like I realized early on that you kind of need to have that minimalist mentality. It's very cliche. But, no, it's not um, cliche, by the way. It's like, it's very important. And I agree. And not lots of people here have this minimalist uh, mentality. People yeah. live in like uh, super expensive villas. They, they. I mean, you yeah. have this and that. But like, obviously, if you are starting, I definitely agree with you. 100%. You have to start mm-hmm. like with a minimalistic way. Super. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I just don't i would tell people don't come into this thinking that yeah you can still live with the same budget that you have when you're in a stable position like you really gotta cheap it out <laughs> like i i only travel around with one bag and i have like two outfits on rotation and like <laughs> it's it's really a a, a minimalist lifestyle where you got to cut out all the the shit that you don't need and i think that's how it should be but yeah, yeah in a way you're also like uh you're kind of helping the planet in a way as well you know you're not like spending money on stuff that you don't need like everybody is like being in a stable mm-hmm. place and and i think it also has a little bit to do with the with the fact that when you are in your own country in a place that you are not really happy you just end up spending money on things that you don't like just mm. with the dopamine uh, a kick that you mm-hmm. get from that that would last for only a, a day or two or maybe a, a few weeks depending yeah. on the size of the thing that you're buying and then at the end it just like sits like everything else and then you forget about yeah. it but when you're doing it like this minimalistic thing at least you get what you need and you use what you need as well so you kind of for sure i think that's definitely the one thing that i got out of this nomad life is when you're traveling around a lot you really start to see what is important to you because if i i have just one bag i have to be really cautious on what i hoard you know um and i also realized how 
important sustainable clothing is like especially for women there's so many fast fashion brands that just sell you pieces of rags that fall apart after two washes you know mm. and I'm starting to realize now like I fast fashion does nothing for you it's not sustainable it's just they just thread after some time and uh yeah it comes down to really investing in um sustainable things that that last okay yeah i agree i agree but i want to come back to the to the question about like uh, uh working online so you 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 told me a little bit about like uh like a book that you were reading you told me also about like this uh, guy that you're following and you're going to send me this link i'm going to send it to the guy <laughs> uh on youtube mm-hmm. i want to ask you about uh, about finding jobs online how do you do that do you go to specific uh, uh, websites or uh, or mm. something like uh, Fiverr or Upwork or, or these things? Or where do you market yourself? Mm. How do you get your clients? Yeah. Or is it a um, bit of a few ways. When I first started out, I, um, I went online. Um, so for designers back in my day, when I had to find a job, I used The Loop. I think it's an Australian website. It's called theloop.com or .au. And that's yeah. kind of a place where you upload your creative profile and then you can also find people who are looking for jobs. But nowadays, I think it's LinkedIn where you can really um, research companies and, and put yourself out there and, and be scouted. Um, so that's that's how I found my, my job, my full-time job. Um, and it's also a good place to find intern- internships too. Um, but when it came to like freelance designing, I really marketed myself heavily on social media. Like I used my social media platforms to make sure people know that, hey, I'm a, not just like bottling and selling you <laughs> fashion items, but I, hey, I'm there, also there's a more to me than meet, uh, than meet um, the eye. Yeah? yeah, like I design, <laughs> like I am a creative and I have brains and. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I really relied on my social media and I, I got a lot through my DMS and I would pass them through to my emails and, you know, and then eventually it became just word of mouth and eventually your friends and families and people that you meet along the way, they just remember you as the designer (laughs) and they will always just, you never know when they'll reach out to you, maybe it'll be in a few months or a week's time, but they'll, someone will always come along and just be like, hey, I remember you're a designer and I need a design job done and, and this is how I do it. Mm-hmm. So really marketing on my social media and, and eventually word of mouth. How many, got jobs. How, how many followers did, did you have at the time when you started marketing on social media? Mm, um, More or less. My design work, I'd say like 5,000 okay followers so, so it wasn't like a huge huge amount of a uh, huge huge no. number basically five thousand followers that's fine no. i mean uh, okay and that's basically how you started so this and then you posted on uh, on this website you spoke about uh, and then also like yeah. uh, linkedin okay but you haven't gone on to fiverr or upwork or these things no, no I, I tried, but I just, I can't drop my standards that low. It's such a, it's really a marketplace where people want the cheapest possible price for the, you know, the yeah, biggest yeah. projects. I, I, well, I, okay. So I didn't know that piece of information, for example. I thought that they were like 
all of them the same. So you're saying that like marketing yourself on Fiverr or Upwork actually it's I would assume it's easier to get a job, but you have to really lower your price so that you can compete with the rest really? of really as opposed to yeah. a place like LinkedIn where it's like more quality and mm. bigger companies and, and people with budget where Fiverr is just like people as uh, kind of uh, it's just this cheap place where you go to put five dollars to get a logo you know it has this kind of image attached to it okay if i'm not wrong um well, that's a, yeah that's an important piece of information uh, i think that's me personally i am sure it's a, a great platform but i, I, I no, no no it's, it's always good to see different uh, different perspectives of people how they they see different platforms and that's very very important it's good I think it's it's very valuable what you just said. Uh, okay, and what about like any any application, websites, programs that you're using in your day to day as a digital nomad and also as a, as a, as someone who works online? Is there anything that you are using all the time, like uh, I don't know, on your something on your phone that you keep on using and helps you in your life and your whatever and your planning and your uh, uh, organization? Or anything mm, i think um uh, communication is very important as a designer and always need to communicate with teams or clients and so i i think the one app that i use the most is slack slack, uh, slack. so like that's where i heavily communicate with all my clients and, and everyone and mm, but in terms of like organizing organizing myself not really yeah just slack oh what else do i use i use trello as well trello yeah, i heard of trello. trello i actually switched from trello to jira which is a little, little bit more engineering uh, uh friendly um so there's like i kind of use those as like to-do lists uh, to get progress uh through projects and break down projects into bite-sized pieces and and um, get shit done. Um, other than that, I think that's really it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. And uh, the effect of the pandemic on you, how was that positive or negative? I'd say it got really positive, really positive. It I mean, is, huh? Yeah. Uh huh. Because, I because think, why? Um, uh, so I was the only one in my business that was a nomad and everyone else was fixed in either Australia or Philippines. And I was the only one kind of hovering around in the world. And so when the whole COVID thing happened, everyone had to get online and join mm -hmm. me. So like it made my interactions with my team a lot more easier because they normally they would have um, meetings like in their rooms and they would ho all huddle together and they would just put me on this shitty little laptop and I'd just be watching <laughs> from a laptop. But now everyone's online. I can see everyone's faces clearer. I can hear everyone clearer and we're just more connected, ironically. Um, and I think my uh, people's uh, I, perception of working from home has it's a little bit more forgiving now. So um, I, I think, yeah, it's a, it's a more accepted 
just to work online now because we have to, we have to. And now that we have, we see that it works and our productivity as well has risen because we're just more chill and we're working more and we're happier more. So I think it's become more accepted to, to travel and work online. That's definitely no. That's 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 true, and that's everywhere. Like nowadays, uh, like working online is becoming a habit, and that's actually a great a great time to for people to to look into becoming digital nomads and start to travel because the system is kind of accepting it. So it's it's good to jump in right now and be one of the leaders of that, and for the people who haven't started it yet. Okay, well, uh, thank you. Is there anything else you would like to add? Anything you want to to throw in before we wrap up? Uh, I would say um, I know it's very difficult to make that leap to start traveling and, and get out of your comfort zone. But all I can say is just like buy that one way ticket. If you can, I know there's limitations, but really just bite the bullet, like suck it up. And once you eventually do it, it gets way easier. Like you, you're less scared once you make that really big leap so sweet i i would say that too if you if you you guys uh if you guys are listening just like do it i mean i think it's all about the mindset as well just like if you just put your mind to it make the decision uh and and just go for it whether you start like uh doing a course and learn the skill or just like go for it and then see what happens i mean just like start initiate and then and then things will happen eventually Maza, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, thank you. I, I think you've had uh, a lot of additions and you've, uh, you've cleared uh, lots of things, even for me, like I, lots of things I didn't know, actually, I learned from you today. So it's, it's great. And I hope to see you on the next episode or our uh, next time. And uh, yeah, and that's it. Cool. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you found this uh, episode useful. And uh, I will see you guys on another episode of How to Become a Digital Nomad. This is your host, Rahim, speaking. See you next time. And thank you very much for listening.